0: Y'all better not come to my studio with that fake shit Y'all better not come to my funeral with that fake shit Y'all better off realizing there's nothing that y'all could do with me All I ever ask is keep it more than 92 with me 100 why this shit is so hard. Joining me will be my lovely wife, Bianca. Hi. Uh, you want to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, I'm his wife, Bianca. <laughs> I feel like you already did that.
0: Yep, that's pretty, <laughs> that's pretty much how this is going to go. So, um, you know, the reason why I did this episode is because I feel like a lot of times people put our relationship on a pedestal that's in my opinion, really rough for us, more so, beyond says she doesn't see it as much, but, you know, I've heard it quite a few times where people have just been like, oh, if y'all don't make it, you know, I have no hope for love, no hope for, you know, whatever, I'm just like, yo, that's a lot of pressure to kind of live by, because not only is that the pressure of us, you know, just making sure that we work everything out, but then also, now, if we don't work out, we just killed your dreams as well, like, I'm having a hard enough time getting by my own shit, so, you know, just having that expectation held up there can be really rough, and I think that a lot of people don't really get to see the inner workings of our relationship, and really get to see a lot of the struggles that we go through, because I feel like we like to keep a lot of stuff within the relationship.
1: As I think that is part of the claim to our success, right? Like, we don't air our business out for the world or for everybody to know because it's not for the world or for everybody to know. Like, our relationship is our relationship. That's, I've always felt that way, that, you know, it doesn't matter the outside influences or what other people's opinion is. Like, we have to make sure we are good. And I think because we do a lot of that, you know, resolution in-house without bringing in third parties unless absolutely necessary – that's been why we look so successful or so many people put us on this supposed pedestal because we just don't air out dirty laundry like it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way like if you have a, an issue with your spouse or your significant other or you know you're going through stuff you shouldn't be blasting them on social media or, or talking smack behind their back or you know like that's that's not healthy, in my opinion. I mean, it's entertainment for me. I'm, I'm a
0: scroll through, and now I feel like I'm part of that relationship. So, like, when y'all break up and you don't say why, I feel like I'm cheating because I want to know yeah, why I got like, broke up. And that's like, a whole, I'm invested now. That's a whole
1: other thing, too. Like, people base their opinions on, like, your significant other or whatever based on what you're saying. So, if all you're ever airing or all you're ever saying is all these negatives or what he or she doesn't do or this, that, and the third, like, your friends and family are going to get this negative perception and, you know, feel like it's okay to mouth or belittle or start to treat your significant other a type of way because, you know, that's all that you have let them know. And then when you sit there and try to defend them, they're like, you look like a crazy person because you've been telling them all this bad stuff, so that all they know is this bad stuff, and here you are trying to defend this person that they think is bad for you because you've made that perception of them already. So, I don't, I don't know. I mean, not saying that all relationships are like that. You know, sometimes people do be staying in relationships that they shouldn't, but that's, I digress. I feel like that's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, but, yeah, just, you know, we don't air out very laundry about each other. Like, it stays in house.
0: Yeah. So, just to give a little background on our story, um, I've been here roughly for about two, three years, living on Okinawa being single, living the single man's life out here, exploring the island. And uh, with all that going down, it came upon to my attention that there was this newer individual that was to the unit. And it was one of those things where a lot of people were like, oh, have you seen new girl? New girl's coming through. And one thing about the military, another thing about maintenance, people come and go a lot. And people's ideas or people's perception of beauty standards is a lot different than my own. And so, like, when people were coming through and saying, like, oh, have you seen New Girl and, oh, this, that, and third? And I'm just like, is she really attractive or is she just attractive for y'all? So, I work nights. You know me. I'm a night person. I love being on night shift. So, I finally get a chance to see her on day Shift And I was just like, oh, wow, you know, she is pretty. She's really attractive. But it was one of those things where I was talking to two other people at the time. I was really trying to, you know, convince one of them to pursue something further with me. But that was kind of not panning out. And I believe you were talking to someone at the time as well, right?
1: No, I was dating
0: someone. Oh, you were. Yeah, she was straight up dating someone. Yeah, I was. So it was one of those things where... Like, I saw her, she was attractive, but she wasn't my highest priority, if that makes sense. Until I saw her at the club. I saw her at the club and she was wearing this little dress and I was like Whoops. I was like, Yo, who's that? And they was like, That's old girl from the show. I was like, Yo, that's new girl? Like, hey, yo <laughs> But nah, like even then, like, you know, I was I was she was burner, And then you know, keeping keeping in mind, she she was burner. Not it was one of those things where she wasn't my main focus because of other things I was pursuing. Also, she was really attractive and had like this spicy attitude. So I like I like a fight. I like challenges, but I had enough on my plate at the time. I didn't wanna overly pursue something that was possibly confrontational at the time as well. So what about how how would you say, you know, coming into this situation?
1: I mean I wasn't I wasn't looking. I wasn't like, uh, like he mentioned, I was in a relationship, I was dating someone at the time, I was not interested in none of that, and um, I want to say our relationship just kind of happened, it developed through friendship, you know, like he said, uh, I was a back burner it was not a main priority for him, and which was fine, because I was, again, not trying to date anybody, and then when I finally did end that other relationship... Um, I was still not in any shape, way, or form looking to be in a relationship, to be committed, to be in all that after I had just gotten out of one and was kind of just taking a mental and emotional break, Um, but yeah, I got really, really sick, and I think I was just like on quarters and not keeping food down and kind of just feeling like alone and left behind and he would like periodically just like send texts or call and I think he called me or something and he like heard something in my voice and he was like yeah I'm on my way over so he came over and he like came to my dorm room opened the door he saw me and was like oh no and he like packed bag and was like you're gonna come stay with me in my apartment I'm gonna take care of you and then that was that and it just kind of blossom from there like our friendship we got a lot closer as friends and I just started to notice all these little things and you know we're always saying that we want to find someone who's considerate and caring and really sees you and all these things and I was like here's this person who is displaying all of those characteristics toward me and was just a genuinely a genuine good person to other people and I was like you know I'm gonna step out of this fear that I had because I had a really big fear of not wanting to ruin our friendship because I'll be the first to admit I was toxic. All I ever knew was toxic relationships. All I knew was toxicity. All I knew was not communicating properly. The only way to communicate was screaming and yelling or when things finally got horrible. So I I knew that I was not a healthy emotional investment for him. So I didn't want to bring him into lack of every word, my bullshit, but I just, I also didn't want to lo- look back and have this regret of like, wow, here was this amazing person, and I just let them slip through my hands because I was too afraid, so that was kind of the leap point for me, I was like, I'm not gonna let my fear stop me from trying to, to pursue something that was very much Amazing.
0: Meanwhile, the brand is strong over here. Uh, <laughs> from the moment, the moment I saw her, or whatever, and I saw all the dudes flocking to her at work, however, I remember nobody speaking. was
1: flocking to me at
0: work. Anyways, I heard about you so many times before I actually met or saw you. You were there for a good. That's two, because
1: three. I was one of like five girls in that unit.
0: They right? weren't talking about all Well, yeah, but they weren't talking about all the girls. But anyways. It was funny because she comes in, and I remember seeing my homeboy, Ray, and we were sitting at the table, and after I finally saw her, and I saw, like, all the dudes trying to holler at her, just, like, little small conversations that they just interject themselves with. I remember looking at him, and I mean, I can't remember if one of us said it. It was either him or me, but I want to say it was me, and it was just, like, at the end of the day, all these dudes trying, but she's going to end up hanging out with us because, all everyone likes to do here is drink, go to the same bar, sit in the smoke pit, whatever. And showing up, I called dibs, and that was right. That was right. Ew, you did not dibs. It wasn't dibs per se, but that's a claim. I claimed it. <laughs> I claimed it. I, I, oh, what's, what's, what's the word that people like to uh, use now when they put into fruition? They uh,
1: Manifested they, it? Yeah, I,
0: I manifested it. But anyways, the stars aligned and, and my moon spirit was out, and I, I was in celestial orbit. And no, uh, yeah. n- nah. people
1: really
0: believe in that, though. Yeah, no, it, you know if that helps them get through the day, I'm not. I'm not knocking that. It just first, it's logically based, as science based as I am, it seems like a whole bunch of bullshit to me. But you know, if it if you like it, I love it. If it makes you happy, more power to you. You know, it's I will never. Directly tread on anyone's beliefs per se. Just know that that shit don't apply to me. <laughs> and I feel like that's fair. If you if you want to worship a giant spaghetti god and you know more power to you. You have fun with that. Let me know when pasta night is. Are y'all using meatballs or not? Like, let me know because I'm it popping. But uh, if you worship spaghetti, would you eat
1: spaghetti?
0: We worship Christ and eat His body and drink His blood. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. Going going (laughs) back. Reeling it back in. (laughs) Reeling it back in. So going going back to that, you know, it was just one of those things where, like she said, I saw she was sick and I don't feel like a lot of people get this from me very often. Like a lot of my close friends will know and part of the reason why I'm starting this podcast is because I feel like a lot of the younger generation that I talk to and that I kinda give advice to it's starting to know. But I'm a very big help someone out if you can help someone out kind of person. So when I saw she was sick, you know, it's just one of those things. I like to, to think, what would I want done for me in that same situation? And that was kind of the situation that I saw her in. She just didn't seem well. And she was in a room by herself. She was new to the island, didn't really know too many people. And I was just like, yo, we've been kicking it for a little bit. You know, why don't you come kick it? get a home-cooked meal, you know, come at the time. She, I ain't know. She ain't like my cooking. She, I ain't know. She ain't like my cooking for years. Type of shit. She, but anyways. Yes,
1: no! I, it wasn't years. No, I
0: didn't know for years. I just recently found out you didn't like my cooking in the beginning. You
1: didn't pick it up when I when you, I just had you stop cooking?
0: Nah, I'm lazy. <laughs> she, she said she will not cook and I was like, say less. That's one less thing I have it's to do. It's not
1: that I don't like your cooking. It's just.
0: You didn't like my cooking. You prefer it more now. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like my cooking though. Well,
1: that's, I don't remember what you made me, but you didn't make me things that. Oh, she didn't
0: like my cooking.
1: You gave me pork chops and applesauce.
0: Yo, pork chops <laughs> and applesauce. <laughs> <chops, laughs> apple <laughs> applesauce. Is a classic...
1: But you gotta, like, I grew up, like, I'm Puerto Rican, I grew up very, like, Puerto Rican-style cooking, so, like, in my mind, like, the way a pork chop is cooked and seasoned did not go with applesauce.
0: And I'm black, as we can see, and pork chops go with applesauce. Yeah, I
1: just, but I think you made it, and I was like, these things don't go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that is pretty much... Our relationship, in a a nutshell, just a merging and blending of cultures and different experiences. Um, I like to say that the way we handled our relationship in the beginning, you know, we, we dated for a few months. And honestly, she was the person that I dated as long as I think my longest relationship before her was up to three months. So up until then, you know, it was, I would say, a lot of honeymoon phase before I think I only called off two relationships. Most of the time, it was, you know, broken off with me out of people not knowing whether I'd be serious or, you know, just various other things. Sometimes I was at fault. Sometimes the other person was at fault. But it was just various different reasons why the relationship would never last. So, with her, it was so weird because I felt like it was, we almost didn't even start a relationship. Like, we were legitimately just homies who found out we were dating one day. And um,
1: it's actually really well put. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like
0: that, and thats how that kind of went down, and it was the craziest thing because you know we had that, not that, that 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 chillness about us. She was an adult, mind you, uh, with the exception of one other person. She's the youngest person I dated. You know, normally I would date above my age just because I like that maturity level. I don't like a lot of the bullshit that comes with it. So. With her being the same age as me, she was the youngest person I had dated since like high school. So that was that was big for me. And um, you know, we kind of just we went into this and handled this whole thing. I felt like like adults. Not to say we didn't have growing pains because we definitely had our growing pains, but we handled a lot of stuff. Like, and I and I tell people about our marriage, we handled it in the beginning like a business. It was kind of like like a proposition. I feel like a healthy marriage is like a healthy business. You have to have all your cards on the table. You have to know what's going on. You have to be able to communicate what's going on. And you have to be able to just lay out information despite feelings at times. Because I feel like a lot of times we get caught up in our feelings and we try to tiptoe and we change who we are for people and we kind of hold stuff back, try to, you know, make sure that the relationship is working, but if you yourself are not 100 percent with yourself, and if you yourself aren't happy with yourself, how are you expecting to be able to please someone else? How are you expect? Or how do you think you're capable to actually like be able to commit to a relationship when you're not even fully committing to yourself? And I feel like to a certain extent, that's kind of how you run a business. You know, you keep your business up front. You put everything that you need to handle in that business out there, and you knock that out. So that way, then you can take on other, you know, aspects of that job. And I felt like that's a lot of how we did our our relationship, all the way up to the proposal. <laughs> yeah. you, you want to go to the proposal?
1: Oh, so that was me. I proposed. Um, so we had only been dating,
0: like,
1: maybe six months?
0: If that. Something four like four that. to six months. Yeah,
1: something. Real, real in the beginning. And like I said, we... You know, we were we were friends. We, you know, just kind of, I guess what you said, we kind of just stumbled into dating. We were friends that just were like, oh, shit, I think we're dating now. Um, so we were at grocery shopping, which he absolutely hates. He would come grocery shopping with me because I would ask because I just didn't want to go by myself. Because um, it gets kind of boring shopping by yourself. Now I don't really care, but at the time... He would come with me and I would, ask a him. I would ask him for stuff and he was like, I don't care what it is." But anyway, so we were grocery store shopping and I think we were in like the post section and we had just finished like talking about something. I don't know. We were laughing. We were laughing about something. And I just thought in my head, this is the person I want to spend the rest of my life. This is the person that I want to do all my adventures. This is the person that when something happens, I want, the first one I want to tell. This is the person I want to share everything with. And I was like, and why aren't I doing that? So I turned around and I asked him, I was like, why don't we get married? What are we waiting for? And he kind of just looked at me and was like, well, we have to meet the parents or something like that? Meet the families? Yeah, I, just, I think so, he was like something so I, was, about I, was, families. I was big on
0: meeting families because I knew, you know, it was just and again, it was generational curses and all that bullshit. Like, I just knew it wouldn't be received as well to just, one, I'm the only boy on my mom's side, and I was the oldest on my dad's side. So just to show up with a wife, especially while living in Japan, you know, that would... Not cause issues, but it would definitely cause... It definitely cause, caused yeah. yeah. It did. Did it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, you know, like family, man. We're fun at times, but... uh.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel like your parents handled it a little bit better than my side did. So, I was the... He was like, oh, families and stuff. I was... I don't want to say I was the opposite, but I was definitely like that wasn't a stopping point for me. Should
0: I fucking kids?
1: <laughs> I was like, they're gonna meet us eventually. Um, I was I was more in the sense like this is our relationship, this is our life, this is what we want to do. We're adults. Why are we stopping our happiness, our progression, and our growth for other people? That's the way I saw it. Sorry, families. Um, but I was like, I don't want other people to influence our relationship and what we wanted and if he was like no i don't want to do this yet or right now i would have been cool with that
0: again she said the brand is strong she said regardless of what y'all think like this is where i'm gonna be at and
1: and that's and that's true too like i was like whether they like you or not they are gonna have to learn to like you they gonna have to learn love you because i love you and that's that that's how i felt about it like it is what it is um but it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like it didn't cause issues. I think
0: it was just a shock. It was a shock because it came out of left field for both our families. I
1: think it was more a hurt, too. Because, yeah. you know, like, we didn't have a big wedding. We didn't have a wedding. We haven't had a
0: wedding. We dude. haven't had a wedding. We're coming up on our 10-year anniversary. We haven't had a wedding.
1: Yeah. Like, we didn't have a ceremony or any of that. So I feel like the moms, especially the moms, kind of missed out on that, you know, like, a wedding and a ceremony and that, that celebration That whole part of it, so I think that's what might have made my mom a little bit upset. I mean, I remember I called and told her I was getting married, she hung up. She hung up.
0: Straight hung up. She
1: hung up. She says like I can't or I need a break or something like that, and she hung up. She didn't talk to me for a few days, which I understood. Like her daughter, did my mom cry? I don't know. You
0: told your mom you were there though. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, It was in the kitchen. It was in the kitchen in the apartment. I'm pretty sure, like, my I'm mom, pretty
1: sure she was on speaker and then she told you to take her off speaker. Yeah, that that sounds more accurate. Yeah. Like,
0: boy, it took me off speakerphone right I now. Mean. Yeah. My dad was just like, yo, hey, I mean, whatever you do, you man. You, if, you, if you like it, I love it. That's my dad in a nutshell. My dad straight up just like, you live your life, man. As long as you're not
1: in jail. <laughs> I don't really remember how my dad reacted. I think he was just it like. He just sent blessings. Yeah, I think he was just mm-hmm. like, you know, you're an adult.
0: Yeah. Mm, make decisions for yourself. Um, I
1: want to meet him. Yeah. But that was,
0: yeah, it was, Mind you, I love her dad. Her dad is like the coolest person ever outside of my family. Like, I, you know, obviously no one will replace my parents or whatever, but he's just such a cool, chill dude who just go with the flow. You can talk to him about anything. Oh, uh, you know, baby boy, as long as you know you out there, you know, you know, just, just take care of yourself. And I'm just like, I will. I will take care of myself. Thank you. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, nah, we pretty much just handled it in the commissary and decided then we waited a little bit of time because I wanted to give her a ring and propose underwater, but um, I couldn't swim. So that didn't work out too well because I felt my dive test, and so yeah, we ended up getting married before I was even able to get her a ring, and um.
1: But you know, like none of that mattered to me. Like yeah. I genuinely didn't care about a ring. I genuinely didn't care about a ceremony or a dress. Or like I just wanted to be married to
0: him. Yeah, like even now I'm not I'm not wearing my ring. Uh, it's been causing me issues, but it just just because it's just one of those things where I just I don't. But uh, because those little things aren't big to us. They're not, we're not very big, itemized people. And and not saying that there's anything wrong with people who do go out and, you know, spend all the money. It's just like, for us, the money could be used for something else. Debt. Uh, (laughs) But also, like, just fun stuff. Not, again, it's, I don't need to let people know that I'm married to her. And she doesn't need to let people know that she's married to me at the end of the day, I know she's coming home, and same thing with her, and it's just like,
1: when we got married at work, people didn't even realize we were dating until we got married, like, I just showed up one day, and my top said, Alexander, like, why are you wearing Alex's top? I'm like, I'm not, this is mine, and they're like, oh, oh, Dollar, wait, Dollar together? We're like, yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: we were really like, well, not even that we were hiding it, it was just, I thought it was obvious that we were dating.
0: Uh, yes and no. I mean, we would get out of the car and not talk to each other. But again, it, it makes sense. We are very big people for unnecessary bullshit for the most part. So, like, she worked in a completely different shop than me. So, why would we talk during work when our shops don't interact at all? Like, mind you, we're in the same ready room kind of, but she has an office and I'm in the open floor. I'm not gonna go into ComNav's office because why would I be in there?
1: And, like, and, 90% of the time I was Working.
0: Yeah, that too. And also, anything that I'd have to say to her, I could just say to her in the car ride, or when we get home, because we are sleeping in the same bed. It's not like we're not going to see each other. And so, it's just one of those things where we didn't feel the need to not say we fla- Some people had the need to flaunt it, but we just didn't feel the need to be in each other's face all the time, because at the end of the day, we are two grown-ass, individual adults who have our own lives that choose to intertwine them. So, it was... I let her do her. she let me do me, and then we leave work together in the same car that we came to work in. And that's how it was. We didn't feel the need to be like, oh, I'm with her, and she's with me, and like...
1: Why are you talking to him? Like, we're at work. He doesn't interact with other people,
0: but he doesn't. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's just one of those things. But that, all that going down, again, like I was saying earlier, it's not to say we haven't had our problems. Like communication was a big hurdle we had to learn how to come across in the beginning i i grew up in a very talkative talk it out family so anytime there's issues you know my mama would sit down shit even before my dad would beat my ass like there's always always a lecture or speech or some kind of bullshit that came with it but you know credit to him it was his way of trying to portray his message and get his message across and be like, look, this is, these are my expectations for you. You're fucking them up. And it was his chance to hear me out before he beat my ass because I was still going to get my ass beat 90% of the times. And let's be honest, a lot of people are just like, oh, no, I earned, like, every one of those ass wokens with the exception of one. So, like, nah, like, they were warranted. But it was just one of those things where, even in my household, like, we did a lot of talking. We had Sunday game nights. We would do seven o'clock dinners every night. Like it was one of those things where, mind you, parents were sometimes there, sometimes they weren't, depending on the job. But that was just one of the things we expected to have these things and be in bed by nine. So it was. I come from came from a very big. Oh, there's a problem. Let's talk it out, family. And then I need her.
1: Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I was toxic, man. <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it i'll admit it i can it came uh, it was a long road to be able to admit that um looking back on those past relationships that i contributed to that toxicity and i you know that was normal my normal was not communicating unless we're screaming at each other my normal was you know basically not taking the blame or the responsibility really for Um, I was like no like you're the crazy one why are you doing this like I'm over here trying to be you know all this caring and loving and whatever whatever and you know you're not um so I had an issue communicating because I didn't know how to so I knew that I didn't want to go screaming at him I knew I didn't want to say hurtful things because again coming from those past relationships That's all I knew. All I knew was like yelling and all I knew was like saying messed up things to like hurt the other person and I knew I didn't want to do that. So I would shut
0: down. Her answer would be leaving without any kind of form of communication in a city on an island. She doesn't know. Time out, time out and be gone for hours. Let me get dark. Meanwhile this woman's afraid of the dark, has a terrible sense of direction. And, and first her first
1: hold on before you start jumping in all this craziness it wasn't like i was getting the car and just going oh no
0: it, it wasn't
1: a, i would i would walk out of the house and i would go on a walk and i was like let me calm down let me get my thoughts together let me get my emotions together because you know i'm very uh, emotionally based person like i react emotionally which try you know i think i've gotten better so I didn't get through that But I knew I didn't want to react that way So I was like let me calm down Let me get my frustration and my anger out Before I say something that's super hurtful Or do something that's super hurtful um, So when those things happen, I was like I just need to get out I need to get out because if I stay here You keep trying to talk to me I don't want to talk to you I'm going to blow up at you So I would, I would just walk out I was like let me just walk out Let me walk around the neighborhood And you know I wasn't as lost in our neighborhood as much as he thought. I, you know, I wouldn't take crazy turns or anything. I would take the dogs out for a walk. So I was kind of familiar with the area. He didn't know that I was as familiar with the area as I was. Because all the things he said is 100% right. I have a terrible sense of direction. I don't pay attention to nothing. I do. I am scary the moment. I'm paranoid. person. why are you walking down the same street? Who are you? Why are you getting on? young? So... I can see why he was so worried and all that. Um, Again, sorry, babe, I you do that. Um, But that's how I try to avoid blowing up or being hurtful or being toxic in the sense that I knew it. I didn't know that just walking out and not communicating is also a form of toxicity. I didn't know that. I thought I was like, this is the best way to do it. Let me calm down because I wasn't communicating like, hey, I'm gonna go on a walk really quick. I need to calm down before I have this conversation with you. That would have been the more the better thing to do.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't say shit. I wouldn't say the conversation would be over, I'd be chilling, and then I would hear keys maybe get grabbed and I'd look around and then the door would be closing. Oh, oh shit, she's gone.
1: I would take the keys so I wouldn't get locked up in the house.
0: Like, a little bit of
1: little little pre thinking because I wouldn't take the <laughs> phone, but I took the keys.
0: Like I would lock you out the house. Well,
1: I didn't know if you like left the house to like uh, go look for me and stuff,
0: you nah, No, nah, I'm black. We ain't looking for no one that's lost. Like, you better bring your ass home. I don't even chase my dogs when they run away. I'll look down the street a little bit and hope they know where we Well, start. I
1: didn't pick the keys thinking like oh yeah. in case he comes looking for me. I took the keys in case you were gonna go somewhere. Nah, I wouldn't go somewhere if he was out.
0: But anyway. Yeah, and, and on the flip side of that, communication is, is a two-way street. So I had to learn that just because I come from a family and all that, where we talk everything out, there's got to be a time and a place. I can't just squash everything like I'm used to squashing everything because she's not in the right mental space for that. I had to learn to give her space, let her calm down, which also worked for me because... Whereas a lot of people, again, don't see it. They see my happiness and they see my anger when it bu- bubbles up. I'm also a very internally emotional person. So when it does get to the point where I am angry and stuff like that, I say mean, hurtful shit. Not saying that I don't think I, in the beginning, I said too much mean, hurtful shit to you. It was just, you know, I'm very, whereas when she's upset, she's good at structuring her words. When I'm upset, I am not. When I am upset, it is raw, not put together well, not even always cohesive. It's just like anger and words and feelings and this is where I'm at right now. And it's just like, I mean, all right, dude, I guess. Like, you just said some fucked up shit. And I was like, well, no, that's not what I'm... I'm like Kanye West when he rants when I'm upset. It's just like what he's saying probably has some good intention behind it, but it's extremely fucked up. And it's going to be taken the wrong way 100% of the time. It's a yeah, delivered terribly. So that was <laughs> But <laughs> I still I still rock him easy. Not his actions, but his music. But um, Yeah, no, nah, it was just one of those things where communication is so key and I feel like a lot of times we sacrifice ourselves and we sacrifice our own morals by lack of communication. We try to please other person or we try to, you know, hype ourselves up or put ourselves in a headspace different than where we actually are. If you're hurt, express your hurt. If you're upset, express your upset. If you're confused and just don't understand, don't be afraid to ask a question to try to get that understanding and try to, you know, get that communication on Because once you get that communication flowing, like, there ain't shit that we can't talk about now, I feel like. And we have understanding. We've talked about some wild crazy shit that I never thought would even be brought up in conversation that I didn't even know myself. But because our communication is so strong, we've been able to open so many doors within ourselves that we didn't even realize that we had closed or existed. And that really helped us. But again, you know, it's an ongoing thing. Just because we found the communication once doesn't mean that's it. We've almost divorced at least twice, maybe three times. I'd say about three times, between fireworks, Keesler and then recently here, and it's just it's, it's it's one of those things where it's we have to it's work, it's work. The work never stops, the works never stops. It's everyone thinks that you know we're we're good all the time because they get to see our good. But no, it's, 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 like, it's a job, it's a business. You have to keep, you have to constantly put in work. You have to go to seminars. You have to get training. You have to like, it's, it's, it's ever-evolving. Um, with, the, with, the, with the whole fireworks situation, it was literally just a lack of proper communication. Shit went down. Actions were being done that shouldn't have been done. Some, you know, drinks were involved. Probably shouldn't have been popping off fireworks the way we were. And I was having a party at the time. She tried to come. And so here's, here's where the fault lies between both of us. Me being drunk and, and, and knowing her personality and how things are, I was just kind of out there being reckless. You know, me by myself, it wouldn't have been a problem. But we are married. We are. We represent something more than ourselves. So I'm having this party with like 50, 50 plus deep people. So it's mad. mad uh, there's a lot of people there. And, you know, we spent, like, I spent, like, four or $600 on fireworks. And, so, you know, I'm thinking, I'm having a good time. Mind you, we're not supposed to be drinking like that in public. We're not supposed to be having parties. We, you know, curfews implemented. And we're just going down and doing whatever. And it was just one of those things where I'm having a good time. But out of her concern, she tried to, you know, reel it in. And by her trying to reel it in, me being drunk, I kind of dismissed it. I dismissed it. She came up to me. She tried to shut it down. Now, mind you, I didn't like the way she approached me and shut it down. She kind of came very angry and hostile at me. And I'm very much the kind of person. You come hostile at me, I'm going to dismiss what you're saying. And that's not healthy. You know, I need to be able to... And if you're in a relationship, the question I should have asked is, why is she so upset? Why is she angry? Why is she coming at me hostile? But instead, I just felt like I was being attacked. So I was just like, yo, like, chill out like, it's not that serious, I got, you know, people around me that are are of power and influence that can help if the situation goes south, so in my mind, we're good, but she's not seeing it on the same page that I'm seeing it, so that was breakdown of communication number one, Um, breakdown of communication number two, we go back inside after we do kind of, meal everything over and the party kind of dies down because again it did get a little wild but it kind of dies down we move inside and I remember we we're playing Twister and something happened she fell down the ground she's playing Twister I'm sitting on the couch and as she falls down I reach down to pick her up because you know my wife fell on the ground playing game still and she grabs my hand and I go to pull her up and she looks and sees me pulling her up Mind you, she's already upset from what happened, and she just yanks her hand back. Like, don't touch me. And for me, that was... She might as well slap me in the face in the middle of the party. Mind you, I don't even think anyone saw it. I just found it so disrespectful. And if anyone knows my triggers, my triggers are disrespect and stupidity. And I just found it so disrespectful.
1: Tip tip for tat. So... When I had approached you outside with the fireworks, your reaction to me was the equivalent of me pulling my head away. Oh, yeah, the way sure. you approach, the way you spoke to me in front of all of our guests, I was like, oh, all right. Yeah, that's why I said breakdown number yeah. one. Yeah, and I, I, it was, it was, I, I, I know. Like, it was like a tit for tat, so it kind of became like, the way I saw it. it, was like, if you can't speak to me respectfully... You don't have the right to touch me.
0: Mind you, I didn't curse her out or anything. No, I I it wasn't,
1: wasn't like that. It was just like... It was a
0: lack of respect on my part with her. I, like, I dismissed her feelings. I dismissed her... No, it me.
1: wasn't dismiss... You dismissed me. It wasn't a dismissal of my feelings. You straight up dismissed me. No, I told you
0: to chill out. Like, no, I was just you, like, yo... These, these. Yeah, you
1: dismissed me. Like, it was... I, I didn't you... Mean. Dismissed. Is
0: this is. Oh, <laughs> <this, laughs> I leaving
1: alone. He's just, just listening. <laughs> but yeah, so I was just like, that, okay, cool. Like, this is your party. The way the way, I, I, my mindset there, again, toxic, um, at that point was like, oh, this is your party. This is your friends. This is your house. This isn't our party. This isn't our friends. This isn't our house right now. This is Sean's party. This is Sean's show, like, bet. And that's how, like, the remainder of the evening was in my mind. Like, this is Sean's show.
0: She had a lot of fun at Sean's show. I'll tell you that. She was still drinking and partying. Not, not heavily anymore. She kind of reeled it back in because she was upset, but she still had blasts at Sean's party. <laughs> you
1: must have a recollection.
0: You were playing Twister. You were laughing and joking with people. Yeah, she said you were, because the Sperry's and stuff were there.
1: I'm a very big, well, in the beginning, I was very in what is the phrase? But I had to show. Like, show. For the show. For the show. Like, I still had to, in some way, present a united front. Like I said, like I try not, I don't believe in airing out our dirty laundry or whatever. Me yeah. pulling away my hand was, you know, but I was definitely like, don't touch me. Because I'm definitely a person, if I'm mad at you, if I'm not messing with you right now, if I'm not fucking with you, like, don't touch me. Because I might snap.
0: So, you know, I had that to. That shit don't work no more. I be touching when she's mad and all that shit. <laughs> so you I, still, crack, had to, shit. I, I still, still had to. I still had to.
1: <laughs> put on the show. You know, like we were still hosting. You know, we had people over. Like I couldn't just go off. Like I had to wait for a time and place to have that conversation. And yep. we did. Kinda. Yeah, we did.
0: Kinda. It was more of just an argument. And then we didn't talk to each other for three weeks, roughly, if <laughs> not yeah, a month. I don't think it was a long time. It was a long time. Mind you, we live in the same house, work in the same place, took the same vehicles to work, then talk to each other for weeks. And that is crazy to think that people can live that way. Like, legitimately, do we, I think we fixed each other food. Like, I just don't think we legitimately did not talk. Or no, no, we did fix each other food. We, when one person would come into the room, the other person would walk out. And it was literally, because in my mind, I'd realized that I'd messed up. But before I even got a chance to, I wasn't putting what I did on the same level as her. And so because I messed up, I never even got a chance to communicate about it because of that what I saw with her, with me, what I said was, I was just trying to calm the party down, like, and that was one of the things I remember even saying, I was just like, we got all these people out here, I spent all this money, I'm not going to stop this party. Like, but, you know, that didn't take her feelings and her thoughts into consideration. But with her pulling her hand away from me, at that time, I wasn't putting it on the same level. So I felt like, to a certain extent, she had disrespected me more than I had disrespected her. Not saying that's the truth of the matter. That's just how I felt at the time. So for her to have all this attitude, and she's like, "Yo, why are you in this house?" Like, if that's the case, what are we? What are we doing if you can't even be touched by me? You can't be bothered with me? Like, I bet I'm not the I'm not chasing after no one. I say that now. I said that then. I don't chase after people. I don't see the point in keeping someone who's miserable around. I will advise things, you know, for us to get better. I will see if there's something you want to do. But if you do not want to adhere to that, I don't want to be the reason why you're still miserable. Uh, that is not that is not my game. I have enough thoughts in my own head that I have to constantly cope and go through, let alone now I got kids, let alone try to take care of, you know, someone else. I'm there to support you, I'm there to help you out, I'm there to be there, you know, in your bad times, whatever. But I do not wanna lock anyone down. I hate that phrase. My old ball and chain, it's just like, if it's your ball and chain, then why the, that's not something to be happy about. Like if I got a ball and chain, I'm fucking depressed. Give me the goddamn key so I can be free of that shit. Like, nah, that's not how I see this shit. So at that time I was just like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna chase you and this is how you feel. If you don't wanna to talk to me, you wanna you wanna be all and I used to mess with her all the time. You want to be all uppity and shit? then I mean, fine. You 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 can have that. Like I'm gonna keep doing my thing. And if you come around, you come around. If not, you know, more power to you.
1: And I mean, I don't really remember how we finally had a conversation. I can't remember. Time. You initiated, I initiated um, the conversation about it because we had a huge blow up fight about it. We had, like, a huge, like, screaming match, yelling. I think that's, like, legitimately one of, if not the worst fight we ever had. Um, Because I don't think anything after that was, like, a screaming match, really. Or us, like...
0: Here? Yelling.
1: Mm,
0: Here? Yeah. A few months ago?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, um, yeah, the way I saw it was, it was just, it was just, I can't even, like, thinking back on it I just felt so other like it didn't feel like a partnership it didn't feel like a marriage it didn't feel like a relationship it definitely it felt like here I was I might have come off aggressive and that's something that I had to work on too like I didn't realize when I would say things or approach things I was coming off so aggressive um but here I was, I was voicing because what that wasn't the first time that me approaching, the like, hey, we need to stop these fireworks. Was it the first time I had mentioned something? I was like, I had gone at multiple, like, hey, babe, like, calm this down, like, da da da. I had said it multiple, like, hey, kind of keep this, like, this is escalating. Let's try to like level it out a little bit. And he'd be like, all right, all right, all right. And so when I finally it got to that point where I was like, hey, we need to stop this, like, the, the fireworks, like, we're, like, this is it, like, this this has gone too far. Um, and his reaction—it definitely felt like I wasn't in a relationship. I wasn't a part of something. It was like, get out of my face. This is my. Like I said, it was the Sean show. I might as well have
0: said, Bitch.
1: yeah. It was. It was. It was the Sean show.
0: Down.
1: It was a Sean show. So it definitely felt like I bet. Like if that's the way you want to be, if you want to be out here doing stupid ass shit with your stupid ass friends, do that. I don't need to be a part of that, I don't need to be with someone that doesn't value me as a person, doesn't value my voice, doesn't value who I am, because that's that's how it came out, um, that I'm basically just a roommate, and then that, like, we can just be roommates and get this divorce on and move on, because I'm not going to invest, because at that point, it made me think, like, I'm emotionally investing in this person forever and it was almost like spitting on my investment that's how I felt and I was like that like I'm not gonna so I stopped that whole not speaking to each other that was me stopping my emotional investment that was me stopping my mental and my spiritual investment into this person my physical investment like I was like I'm I was mentally preparing myself to walk away and that that was that Like I was like that's the way you want to be. If you want to be out here still doing the stuff you were doing before, I was around you're more than welcome to. Because like he said, he don't chase after people. I damn sure don't either. I was like, nope. Like, I've been to the point where I already knew what my worth was. I've already been in those relationships where I, you know, waited and what if and belittled myself and put myself through bullshit. And I was like, nope. Not this time. Mm -mm." I was like, I'd rather us walk away with this argument and still be able to salvage our friendship later, than continue, and they grow into this ugly monster, which we we'll, we'd we'll never be able to, because, you know, he was my best friend, he was, he was, he was my best friend, so I was like, I'd rather us walk away now and then be able to salvage this friendship later, than continue on to something, and it, you know, it wouldn't be salv- salvageable. Yeah, but well, we overcame
0: that. Yeah. We yeah. <laughs> and I can't remember how, but like you said, we we finally had a sit down. We talked about it. I
1: think I cried. Yeah,
0: probably. I think that sounds right.
1: I think it finally like something snapped, and I just started to cry. And I think I told you I missed you or something.
0: Yeah, and I probably held her. Yeah, and then we we talked it.
1: Moving on, moving it was on. was probably five.
0: <laughs> but,
1: uh... <laughs> 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 moving on.
0: Anyways, I think speaking of makeup sex, um, so the second time, second time was after Kat was born. and
1: mm, postpartum. Yeah. The I, joys of what they don't tell you about pregnancy and postpartum.
0: Yeah. And... Uh, I always make this joke. I always make this joke, but it's 100% factual. I say, if whatever whatever belief system, whatever God you believe in, if they were to come down right now and say, hey, men, switch women, you're giving birth right now, you're going to have everything that comes with it, I think we'd reply, well, we had a good run. Um, It was fun. We accomplished a lot of things while we're on the planet, but we're done. Because I'm not going through pregnancy. Fuck that. Like, I'm not going through menstruation. I'm not. Nah, fuck me. You, you can take all my shit out. Like, I don't want no parts... I, you want no parts of that, Dewey. Like, that... Seeing everything, the morning sickness, the swelling, the... You know, the, the problems that come with lactation, just even monthly periods, menstruation, the cycles, and all the stuff. And then all the birth control, the contraceptives, that go with... My, nah, fuck that. Fuck that. And we had a good run. And, you know, we got internet... And we got PlayStation and Xbox out of it. I think, you know, we accomplished a lot. Phones can fit in your hand now. Like, nah, we're... We supposedly...
1: Humanity t- has run its course. Yeah, it ran
0: its course. Like, we we not doing... That. And where that baby won't come out of? Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Fuck the fuck no. I'm not doing that shit. So, yeah, nah, there's a lot of things they don't tell you about pregnancy, what to expect during, what to expect... You know, after and all that stuff. So, after our daughter was born, um, Bianca, right before she got born, you got picked up to retrain, right? It was right before. It was after. Oh, it was after she got born? Yeah. So, she gets picked up to retrain and that's dope. You know, mind you, she had a tough pregnancy near the end. In the beginning, it wasn't so bad, but near the end.
1: The very beginning was awful and the end was bad. Yeah. The middle was great.
0: So she, she actually went through 23 hours, was it? 21, 23, 23 hours of natural birth before they decided to do a C section. So her recovery process was both. Mind you, I broke my leg the day before our daughter was born. So it's a lot of shit going on in our house. I just remember one time one of our NCOs, like, he came to bring food for Meal on Wheels, and uh, he shows up at the door. And he rings the door up, and I roll up in my wheelchair. And this is a guy who normally cracks jokes. Not saying he doesn't care about people, but this is a guy who normally cracks jokes, always like in good spirits, you know, is smiling, get a laugh out of people. And I remember opening the door and he like looks down at me in the wheelchair. And then he looks back and sees Bianca on the couch. And he just looks at us and goes, If there's anything that y'all need. Just let us know. Like, that's how shitty we looked. <laughs> like, I'm broken. She's recovering. We have a two-story house that we can't even go up to, to until I master bedroom. Like, the whole thing was bad. And on top of that, now you introduce a kid. So, bless her heart, Cat was such a good sleeper. The child slept more than she ate. But, um, you know, you throw that in the mix. And you throw all that and a lot of times people don't adjust their relationships they don't adjust their relationships for life they don't adjust their relationships for the fact that they have a kid they don't adjust their rela- adjust their relationships for the fact that they're injured they don't realize that just because something that's always worked is going is not always going to continue to keep working like you have to adjust with life in your relationship and that was one of the things that you know
1: hard lesson for us
0: so the crazy thing was it wasn't for me as much i don't feel i felt something was off but i just thought give it time i thought give it time and it was one of those things oh i'm lying i'm lying hard body when i broke my leg i fell into depression yeah that's how i
1: was like you and i
0: and i forgot all about that shit And it was crazy because me being me, I've always been able to take everything on the chin. I did not know I was depressed. I never even got clinically diagnosed with depression. I just realized it later after all my resiliency classes and all my... Even now, I'm in five voices. So, like, all the shit I've done, I was just like, holy shit, I was depressed for, like, a fucking year. So, I was just, like, one of those things. I looked homeless. Like, I'm pretty sure I look a little bummish now, but it was bad. Like, hair was out, Shit wasn't shaved, like y'all know me for the the drip and you know bringing the waves coming, but it was just like nah, man. Like it was it was bad. I had fell into deep depression. So you know I'm depressed. She just had a kid and she's stressed out because you know I'm crippled for the most part. We have a newborn baby that I luckily I was able to stay up through the night with her because you know I couldn't sleep through the pain, but. You know, there was, was a lot going on, and I felt like we didn't we didn't really communicate as much because the baby was first. The baby was first, and then my injury was second. And so after that, she just picked up for retraining, and she goes to Kiesler, and then...
1: Um, I didn't realize that... I didn't know that postpartum can manifest in different ways. I thought postpartum was just, you felt something toward the baby I didn't realize that postpartum can show up you know toward other individuals and things of that nature again things you don't know things they don't tell you um so when I left for Keesler I again I didn't realize that I was also depressed I didn't realize that I was almost drowning right um between work and trying to balance being a mom and you know with our relationship and the dynamic changes that we were going through at that time I, I didn't realize it I didn't realize that I was basically just treading water so when I retrained and I left for Kiesler it was almost like like a reset like I went and it was just me and I was just taking care of me again I wasn't you know trying to balance a household and be a wife and be a mom and you know, do all these things. It was just focusing on me. So I focused on, you know, getting back in shape, uh, working out regularly. I went and took my time eating, went out and took myself to lunches, you know, did things by myself, not realizing that's kind of what I needed. So, um, he came and actually surprised me, not Mind you, I wasn't like, I just went to on. I forgot about my family, no, I was talking to them, and I was seeing my daughter, she was like, six months old, something like that at the time, four to six months old, yeah. I'm around three to three
0: or four. Something
1: like that, I'm, I'm bad, bad at the time. Um, he came out and surprised me toward like the end of like my retraining, he brought my daughter out, and... I don't think he realized he was doing it, but he, he not I think, I don't even think I ever told you this. There was one point, you know, I would be in class all day, I'd be in class all day, you know, um, you know, learning my new job or whatever, and I would come back to my room where him and my daughter were, and I think I walked in or whatever, and he was like, you were like on your phone and watching TV, you were doing something, and I came in and she like needed to diaper and, like, I mind you, like, I'm still wearing all my stuff. Like, I was in the, take off my stuff and I was like, hey, like, hey, baby, you know, she needs a diaper change. And he was like, well, change her. And it was like, yeah, you he, he were like, it wasn't like in that tone, but he was like, well, well alright, just change her. You know, I was just like, alright, like, cause you were doing something. And there I was, like, if, you know, like, change her, change her. And it, something fucking snapped. I was like, fuck you mean change her like it was like like this this internal like snap this mechanism that went off. i'm like you fucking flew all the way over here like to my peace to my like time away
0: to fucking basically
1: just like hey do your mom shit right now and like and i don't want to make it sound like oh oh, i didn't want to be a mom or anything like that because i you know i love being a mom but it, it was just like, I don't even know how to put it in words right. It just felt like you can't take a break. Yeah, no. Like, you can't. I
0: stole your piece. Take a break. I stole, Like, I stole, you I stole. just walk through the store,
1: fucking get back to it. And, like, it was just one of these moments that I was like, this motherfucker. Like, that's what I thought in my brain. Like, this motherfucker. And I, didn't realize, like, midget, midget. <laughs> and I didn't realize. And I didn't realize. It was after, like after retraining and everything. I came back home, um, and I felt that disconnect. And um, I decided to start going to therapy by myself, which then later led to marriage therapy for us. Then I realized that I did have postpartum, but it was towards him. So I mentally I understood, um, you know, I'm taking care of the kid, I was helping him, he had broken his leg, he broke his leg, that's why he can't do as much, it's, you know, he's doing the best he can or whatever, but I had this resentment that was like, I'm taking care of this baby, I'm doing all this stuff, I'm cleaning up after myself, I'm cleaning up after you, and, you know, a part of me didn't realize, like, you know, he's probably feeling, because Sean is a very independent person, so for him to have to completely, completely rely on someone else oh that broke me yeah like he's an extremely independent person
0: that, that broke me and i didn't even realize it broke me i went from and i and i to this day i think i got ptsd from it like and I, I tell people this all the time just little small things i went from even though i never played like sports at a competitive level i went from being super fully athletic from being, you know, one of the fastest people I knew, jump one of the highest of the people I, you know, out of anyone I know. There weren't too many people who could hold a candle to me. I mean, there were some, and I'm not going to, you know, discredit them, but it's just one of those things where I was always all around, despite the fact that I'm only five six, able to do so much And literally in a second. I went to a wheelchair, and I lost all muscle. My leg went through atrophy. So I lost all muscle definition in my right leg, my dominant leg. I lost, you know, range of motion. I now have hardware installed in my leg. You know, I haven't ran a PT test since 2016 because I failed my last PT test I ran because I didn't want to give up on myself. So it was just a lot of, a lot of stuff for me to have to deal with in a relationship. And again, being so independent, I de- didn't necessarily know how to ask for help. Again, this is no fault to my parents. But from a young age, I had to solve problems. I had to figure out what was going on. I had to, you know, kind of keep it moving and make the best of the situations that were presented to us. So here I am, and I know what's wrong with myself. And there's nothing I can do about it except for wait and rely on other people. And it it fucking killed me, man. Like, it was just... I didn't want to do anything. I felt like... I felt like having a kid at that time was the best thing for me because if all else failed at that time, I was at least able to hold my daughter and she kind of kept me grounded in that situation. She was the the one thing that even though like I always tell people like I'm not good with kids, like I'm strict and mean and stuff like that, but she was the one thing that kind of brought me back, you know, reeled me in able to I was able to see that you know I could stay up at night with her I can feed her I can change her diaper I think I was very proud about that one time like I remember being in a wheelchair and they're like oh we'll change the diaper I was like nah I got it and I like turned my wheelchair to the side and changed it on the couch. Like it was just little small things like that that you know made me very happy to be able to do things. So it was very <laughs> So, you know, it was all those things, but, um, it was things that I, I probably should have seen someone with and addressed. But again, unfortunately I worked myself out of that hole. It took longer than it probably should have, if I would have just went to go see someone. But again, I'm not against counseling. I just didn't realize it at the time. So the reason why the counseling got involved with the couples was, you know, she comes back home from Keesler and something just felt off. And I kept, you know, not to say that this is a big driving point of us, but you've seen us, you've seen how playful. play for it. If anyone knows me, knows me. Like, it had been a while since we had relations, since we had sex. And, you know, just little things, you know, I try to, you know, engage and encounter and stuff like that. And they were always kind of get turned off. And, you know, again, new mom, I'm injured, you know, a bunch of stuff. I understood the longer it went on, the more I was starting to question And I was just like, what's going on? Like, even when we sleep in the same bed, like, I kind of go to touch her, and she wouldn't pull away like she did with, um, when she was playing Twister. But it was kind of like a gentle, like, oh, then she'd roll over and go to sleep. It was like little small things. And finally, I just, I asked her, I was just like, what's up? And that's when she told me that, you know, she's going to counseling and stuff like that. And then she straight up said she doesn't know she's in love with me. And that was one of the things where...
1: Then there was a lot of stuff going on at that time. It wasn't just, you know, I went to Keesler and and being away from my family, I was like, oh, I like being away from my family. No, it wasn't that. There was things going on at home. Oh, yeah. Our living situation was um, going through changes at the time, different dynamics, and all the stress of Work. work... parenting our living situation started manifesting in ways like I said the, one of the things that I loved about him most was his personality his kindness and I was starting to see a side of him that I didn't like I was starting to see you know something coming out that was like this ugliness and I was and it threw me off I was like yo like I don't if this is who you are, if this is who you're becoming, like, I love you, but I can't, I can't be around that, I can't, I can't live with that, I can't grow with that, I can't have my daughter around that, and that was kind of what was pushing that distance between us, I was like, I can't, I can't do this, I can't do this with, if this is the person you're becoming, I can't be with that person. Yeah. I, I said that in counseling. Oh,
0: that was. Oh, uh, I thought it was all just
1: a postpartum. No, I said that in counseling. The postpartum was definitely a, a thing for it because I felt the type of way, um, because emotionally you, emo, uh, mentally I understood why the dynamic was the way it was, but emotionally I was like, why aren't you helping me more? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it was mainly that that postpartum, and then what was happening with our living situation. So it was. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. And I just was like, yo, like, I need to take a step away. And again, I'm that person that if I'm no longer emotionally investing in you, I put up that wall. Like, I'm going to stop emotionally investing in you and all this other investment that I have in you or in this relationship because I'm about to walk away. So, and he picked up on that. He was like, you, you know, I was I was looking at apartments. I was looking at apartments. I was looking at how much I would make once we Straight split, I damn. was looking at school districts. I was Shee. looking at time, like travel time. You know, shared custody. I was looking at all that. Shee. I was looking at all of that because I was like, "This is not." Yeah, I was like, "This is this is not where I want to be. This is not where I want my child to grow. This is." It was, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. yeah. So. All that being said, you know I asked her. She told me that, and it was a blow. And you know I'm pretty sure I cried. She cried. Whatever. But again, me being the person I am, I asked her, "What do you want to do about it?" I said, "Do you want to go to counseling? Because we can go to counseling together if you want." And she's like, "I've already been in counseling." I was like, well, shit, I didn't know. And I was just like, "So what do you want to do?" And she's just like, "We can try counseling." And that's what we did. We went to counseling. And when I tell you that we're the shit. We are such the shit. Like, I understand why people can kind of feel the way they feel about us. Because I tell you, we went to three or four sessions. This lady didn't even know why we were there. She was just like, What is y'all's issue? Because she stopped one session. And she was just like, Y'all communicate really well. You're really good friends. What is.
1: Because that's at why? the end of the day, though, our foundation was our friendship. The our brand brand foundation. Is strong. Was always our friendship. It was never, you know, there was never. And we used we used to say, I think we still say, if we ever, if we ever split, that friendship is still always going to be there. Like yeah. I can't ever, I can't ever see me not having love for him and, yo, and wishing the absolute best. Yo, we break up, uh, we ain't talking about my baby mom's.
0: Like, it's yeah, really like, like yo, yeah, I throw hands, but I throw I like, hands. But, <laughs> but, but like, I don't, I don't you. I don't. I
1: don't you know. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. Um, so, yeah, like our foundation, our friendship was always there. So, we'd go to these sessions and, like, you know, we can joke and we can whatever, but she would see that distance once it started getting into the romance or the, the relationship part.
0: Kind of not really. She did, because she, she had said, to ask. It, no,
1: yeah, but she said it after, like, after all this, you know, our last session, she said it when we first walked in, we were very cold. Yeah, she said that. She was like, it was cold. like Relationship, marriage-wise, it was cold. And then when she started to talk to us about like our past and how we met, that's how we started to warm up. But she said when we first walked in, it was very cold, very separate. I remember that distinctly. And she was like, now it was by the end of it, we were kind of together again. But, um, yeah.
0: We put in the work, though. And that's why, you know, I say the work never stops. We had little booklets we had to do, intimacy to figure out, you know, what intimacy meant to us, because that was one of the things, you know, we relayed, I don't think we had, we'd been together in like a year at that point, and it was just one of those things where, you know, my drive and her drive are two different things, and my drive is very active, so it was, it was, it was kind of, yeah, it was, it was very tough for me, but you know, it was just a lot of stuff going on, so. The work never stops. The work never stops. Again, this happened again roughly four or five months ago. And when you say it happens again, I know some people are gonna probably check out and be like, well then why are y'all still together if it keeps happening? No relationship, no marriage, nothing nothing you invest in is ever a hundred percent, you know, roses. Seasons come and they go, and it's again how much Work? Are you willing to put into it? You know, I say, why is this shit so hard? Because as kids, we're told that this is supposed to be once you find happiness in marriage, that's it. You live your bliss, yeah, and, then, and then you get, you get a wife, yeah. It. You get a house, so and you get kids, and then you get a dog and whatever. But no one talks. And you never about, fight again, and everything's perfect. No one talks about like what happens when your dog has an illness. No one talks about you know, what to do when your kid. Is born on the spectrum. No one talks about what it's like when you and your spouse have a falling out after years or, you know, whatever. Just miscommunication and stuff like that. And that's something that we've realized. And I feel like we try not to take for granted pretty regularly. Do we still have our slip-ups? Yeah. Again, a few months was a prime example of that. I had stopped doing, I have a bad issue with mind reading and, um... Just kind of last days of a lifestyle, doing things when I want to, how I feel, whatever. And we both have a bad habit of falling into these ruts. I'll do my reading, she won't ask for help. So it's one of those things where if she's not asking for help, I'm assuming everything's good. But she's not asking for help, and now she's taking on this workload, and now she's stressed out. So here I am just living blissfully just going bumbling through life as I do with, you know so much stuff and just kind of going through and wondering why she's upset all the time whatever and by that time when I would ask her if she'd need help with something she was like nah I got it again I'm not I am so I joke around about being argumentative and combative but I'm so not combative like if I ask you a question and you give me an answer a lot of times I leave it at that I'm just like all right cool that's what you want. Like, you look like you're struggling, but you got it. And that's, you know, we kind of fall into that bread again. And it came it came to verbal blows. It came to, you know, what do you want to do? Again, I'm not holding you here if you don't want to be here. And, you know, she felt like she was alone. And justifiably so. A lot was going on with her job, with, you know, a household dynamic, with our son who we love. But he is a lot I said, if you're listening to this in the future, I love you. But if you were born first, man, I don't know. I don't know. Like, dog, you, you came out swinging. I don't understand how a four pound baby can just come out like a cyclone the way you do now, but, um, nah, it's, it's, it's a lot, man. So it's constant work. The work never stops the work never stops and it's so you can pick any day any day and it it can be fifty fifty it can be a good day it can be a bad day but just because it's a bad day doesn't mean it's a bad relationship
1: yeah or to to dwell on that right so the a few months ago it was one of those arguments and coming verbal blows but it's also taking that self reflection like all right is this really make or break or is this me feeling a type of way is this me being able to communicate and say how I feel can I can work through it or is this really the end all be all because I think a lot of relationships a lot of people take those arguments or those ruts and they grab onto that and that's their reason like okay we're having this argument again or or we're having this issue, I, I got to walk away, it's the end, we're over, we're never going to get past this. When reality, relationships, they're, they're work, they're, they're constant. It's not, you know, it's, it's not just you work things out or communicate or you talk about stuff at the last, as your last resort after everything's blown up. No, like, that's it's a constant work thing. It's, you're constantly working on your communication, you're constantly working on your intimacy, you're constantly working on, you know, the little things for each other. Because the grand gestures are nice, but, you know, loading the dishwasher, unloading it, taking out the trash, putting up the shoes, hey, I saw that you were low on this, I picked it up for you. Those little things in the
0: kitchen while you knocked out on the couch.
1: Those little things add up, you know, like big arguments don't just come out of nowhere. They they build from the small things that are forgotten or ignored or um, Yeah, forgotten or ignored. So you gotta you gotta work on those things you gotta keep in mind that just because you're in a relationship or you're with someone doesn't mean you stop doing those little things those little things matter because consistency matters consistency matters so so much in long-term relationships it matters so much because it's a choice you're making the choice to continue to do that work you're making the choice to continue to put that person's feelings um, in the forefront, you're continuing and making that choice to make sure that you are speaking and verbalizing what's going on with you so your partner can understand, so you guys can work through those things together. It's, it's, it's work. Yeah, it's, it's
0: work. Yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums it up. Man. I like that consistency matters. That is that is a huge one. Um, we've been so upset and mad with, at each other at times, but we still do the things that we know we had to do. This woman has packed me lunch angry, and I have I I can't think of the things I do for you because I feel like they're so minimal. But
1: no. like, oh my god! Like
0: I, we we do stuff for each other angry all the time. I've tucked this woman in. Upset so many times because this one she he'll lay out my cat. socks she my is, socks
1: for me for my uniform he'll be so mad at me she is a I cat
0: and she'll sleep anywhere and you know how many times I've been mad I'm just like let me go get a blanket because she won't be cold <laughs> I'll just go go get a blanket and like make sure she's all tucked in and warm or whatever and her ass just mm-hmm. and I'm gonna, I'm gonna smile <laughs> it's just those little things consistency matters i like that i like that because it's the moment you stop doing those things the moment you stop caring just because y'all had a falling out i feel it's the moment that y'all are done because and not saying you can't come back from it but that's the moment that you just stop investing and that's when you need to make a, de- a decision where you're going to go from there. Are you gonna are you going to be willing to put in the time to make it better, or are you going to cut ties and walk away? Because you stop doing those little things, and then everything else just goes with it. Those grand gestures won't mean as much. Hey, I brought you flowers. That's cool, but you also used my car and let it on eat to go get them. Like, not to say that you're ungrateful for the flowers, but it's complete disregard from what I actually mean. Like this is a this is a bandaid on a broken bone. So, no, consistency matters. I really like that. Very strong. (laughs) But, yeah, no, I... um, Thank you for doing this. Um, I'm probably going to call you back for more of these just because, you know, one, you're my wife and I love you. Uh, (laughs) Uh But, two, you know, you're... She is the person who balances a lot of my thoughts. I'm able to, again, I get so caught up in my head that I don't get to articulate as much as, or as well as I like to. She's my filter when I don't have one, which is most of the time. So, you know, this is, uh, this is fun, and I feel like you know, we'll see where this goes from here. Um, she actually helped me come out. With a sign off for these, so she was saying that I should end these episodes with a little something every time, just kind of let y'all know where I'm coming from. So, appreciate you coming in. This is Keeping It 100. Dare to be different. Bye. Come on.